Bless the Lord, all my soul, and all that is within me. Bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, all my soul, and forget not all his benefits. So as we go into this service, I'll talk about this a lot. Um, The way that will help you worship the Lord more is to remember what he delivered you from. Lisa, it's easy for me to worship God. It's real easy because I remember all the things that he delivered me from. That, that's, I, I, don't have, I don't have a problem worshiping him. I, I ain't worried about who's looking. I worship him because I want to because I remember and know he's the only one who could do what he does. Amen? So if that helps you out today... Uh, Put a little extra in the basket or something. I don't know. Or we'll pass it twice, whatever. Who forgives all your iniquity. Here we go. We're getting into it. Who forgives all your iniquity, heals all your diseases, who redeems your life from the pit, who crowns you with steadfast love, satisfies you with good uh, so that your youth is renewed like eagles. I'm just going to cover a few things here that will wash over into our message in Hebrews. Um, He forgives your iniquity. Just for aesthetic purposes, Jackie, let's bring the house lights down so I can talk about iniquity, and then we'll pray for the offering. Iniquity, gross, immoral behavior. I'll say it over here because these guys didn't get it. Gross, immoral behavior is iniquity. And he's the only one who can deliver you from that. And on that note, we'll just pray. And uh, I just really, you know, I like, so it's so you know it's a hand-raising church. And um, I, I just, it's just a sign of submission to me. It's not, it's not showy or anything. It's just like, you know what, God, it just, you know, when, amen, you, you saved me. I, 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 I give up. I, I've conceded to to God. So, Lord, today I put my hand before you and, and have given up on trying to run my life my way. Church, you got to listen to me. If your life ain't working, give it to Jesus. And, uh, Father God, we would admit we're sinners and we need a Savior, and you're the one. Uh, you ran into us, and we ran into you here today when we showed up. So my prayer is, is that we worship you in truth and in spirit, and also, Lord God, through the offering. And we pray all this in Jesus' name, amen. amen. Let the basket come by. Applaud the Lord. Hallelujah. Um, turn with me into Hebrews chapter 10, and uh, don't leave till you see Gloria Lawrence's testimony. It's amazing, amazing. Um, and, and let me tell you this. Just because you was raised in a house that went to church doesn't mean that you always follow the Lord. Some of, some of the weirdest people in the world were preacher's kids. Doesn't, I'm not talking about no families in particular, but 
just say this with me. Your dad's a pastor? Anywhere you go, you can say that when they say, my dad's a pastor, and you're like, wow, you know, you kind of like, you know, I, you don't look like a pastor's kid. You know, they like to wear bell bottoms and stuff. Are bell bottoms coming back? Why? They get stuck in the sprocket on your bicycle. Oh, it, yeah, oh, yeah. Let's take the hem out of them puppies. Take the hem out of the bells. It makes them longer. Like that needs to happen. Did anybody ever stuff their jeans in their sock? You can do that when you wear tube socks. Some of the kids don't remember what tube socks you could pull up to your thigh. <laughs> Double as a coat. Well, I'm going to read a couple of verses, and then I'll tell you what Hebrews is all about. I did it the other way, but you guys are kind of backward, so we'll operate backward today. Make you feel at home. Man, I'm feeling goofy today. Therefore, brothers, I'm in, I'm in Hebrews 10.19. I guess I'll tell you where I'm at today. Hebrews 10.19. I'm just going to read a few. Stephen, I'll plug you in so you won't leave here going, I don't even know what he was talking about today. <laughs> now you know how I feel. <laughs> Therefore, brothers, since we have confidence to enter the holy places by the blood of Jesus, by the new and living way that he opened uh, for us through the curtain, that is through his flesh. I just, that, that's a, that'll kick start it. So the Apostle Paul writes this book to our Jewish friends in Jerusalem because them, like so many other people, wanted to revert back to the old way, the old covenant, or, or the old habits or their old rituals. And remember, there's nothing wrong with rituals or religion just as long as it's not your God. There's nothing wrong with your religion, your mom's religion, just as long as... Is uh, it's not your God. Um, so these guys are going back, and who knows, they're doing sacrifices, they're doing this, they're doing that. They're trying to keep the law and, and all this stuff, and Jesus died for all that. Um, so I was thinking about a funny habit. Uh, we all get into certain ones, and I, 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 so we're sitting there in the morning, me and Vicky, and, we, and I told you we got some new couches, and they're awesome. And one goes this way and the other one goes this way. And then there's a lamp in, like in the middle where you can put your coffee and your Bible. Do you know after you have a, like a, a little table lamp there, after a while, if you've done enough Bible studies and enough stuff, there's all kinds of stuff that can accumulate and pile in there. Like, what's this? You know, it's like a sock. and a... I mean, seriously, I'm like, how did this get here? coffee. There's always reading glasses there. You can't buy enough. We just bought five. I just bought five more pair of these and I sprinkle them around everywhere because now I panic like, well, how am I going to read anything? Amen. Forget about, you know, what's in the shower anymore. Like when my daughter's home from college, there's the shower is littered with soap. 
And I have no idea what I'm grabbing because I can't see anymore. So if I smell good, it's my daughter's fault. All you kids got to look forward to all this mess. I'm just being honest with you. <laughs> this is crazy. Who thinks the way I do? I don't know. Uh, so they're reverting back to their old ways. And, and uh, Anyways, going back to the couch thing. So I thought I'd freak my uh, wife out one day. So she sits like right here, and then there's a table here, and then I usually sit right here. So when we kick our chairs up, we're almost touching. I moved over a chair. It's a violation. She said to me, she goes, what are you doing over there? I go, I don't know, I'm just getting crazy. This is getting crazy. You move one chair over. She's like, what are you doing over there? Just say ritual and I'll move on. So we all laugh about it, but we all got them. And the apostle Paul wrote a book about it. He goes, why are you guys doing this? You don't have to do it anymore. Randy, don't do this anymore. You don't need to. Jesus died for all that ritual and all that. Uh, verse 21. So now you got it. And since we have a great priest over the house of God, let us draw near with a true heart and full assurance uh, of faith with our, with our hearts sprinkled clean from an evil conscience and our bodies washed with pure water. This actually means the Holy Spirit. And let us hold fast to the confession of our hope without wavering, for he who promised is faithful. Say that with me, faithful. It doesn't matter where you go, what you've done, or all that. God is always with you if you're a Christian. Amen. He'll always be faithful, even when you're not. Uh, thank God for that. Um, verse 25, and it says, Not neglecting to meet together as, as is in the habit of some, but encouraging one another all the more as you see the day drawing near. So the day's capitalized, meaning the final day when Jesus comes back to rapture up the church. And God's people said amen. Um, when's that day? I don't know when that day is, so get saved today if you ain't saved. Just pretty, pretty much, uh, you don't want to be left behind. Um, so in this, um, you know, he's, he's trying to... because. Sometimes people get so used to like coming in church, they forget to worship. They're like, you know what? It's the same preacher. It's the same, you know, I always sit in the same chair. Um, eh, maybe I don't need to come. So I'm reading this article and the guy says, hey man, during COVID, me and my family, we stayed away where church was going, uh, whatever. What's the thing we're watching online? It's virtual. Is it virtual? Virtual. And he said, you know, uh, church started at nine. He would get out of bed at 8.59. Does anybody hit the snooze alarm? I did today, i got to be honest. Ran me about 10 minutes behind schedule. Uh, he said the uh, preacher, you know, he'd be talking, and I'd be watching online in my pajamas, and he'd say, all right, you know, everybody get up and raise their hands. He said after a while, I'd start eating my cereal and wasn't really like participating in church. And he said, when he told me to get up, Chuck, to, to raise my hands, I'd be like, you know what? I can just kind of raise them while I'm sitting. 
And then you see how the progression, it starts to go backwards. And he said, then after a while, I quit raising my hands. And he said, then I quit shouting. He goes, after a while, it got so easy. Mark, I just, I just didn't even do it anymore. And then after a couple of years, I didn't even go to church anymore. He goes, but one day, the Lord convicted me. I ended up back in church, and he said something to the effect through the Holy Spirit. He goes, what's it going to take for me to get you to get on your knees or raise your hands again? And, and, and he kind of relayed this message to me. He said, once I realized the pit that he delivered me out of, I didn't have any. He said, God drove me to my knees. And that's what God wants to do today. Amen. So we're not, we're, not, we're not supposed to forget. We're supposed to be together. We're supposed to stir each other up. A lot of times you guys just come um, thinking that you're going to benefit. But actually when you come, you encourage the person that you sit next to. Do you ever get to church and you go like this? You're like, man, where's he at? Or where's she at? Because you started to build a relationship with them and you were encouraged on Sunday when you were getting ready that the Jones family was going to be there, the Smith family was going to be there, the children's workers were going to be there, the church was going to be open, the coffee was going to be hot, the heat would be on, the Holy Spirit would be there. And we can't miss that. We have to have that week in and week out, day in and day out. And God's people need to commune together. Look at your neighbor and say, I need you, Jack. Uh, for some reason, and I don't know what it is, Wendy, but there's more. We, we have baptized more people and had more people join in the last couple of months than I can ever remember. I mean, it's like. Now, I wonder if they're going to keep clapping after this one here, though. <laughs> Go to 26. Let's just read it together. I didn't do that. Just, just let's read a couple, couple of words. One, two, three, go. For if we go on. Stop. Just close your eyes and let it marinate. I don't, I don't know what's going on in your world. I'm not going to pretend to. But you know something? I think it's, now open your eyes. So I think it's almost glorified. I'm not going to go into all the details, Berger, and I know you want me to, that they're erecting statues in, in people's honor that are demonic, and they got horns in the Grammys. There's people dancing around a pentagram with fire on and that's supposed to impress us? Man, and, and what they're doing, Walker, what they're doing is they're flying in the face of God Almighty. And all what you, we're just going to kind of keep doing it to see what God's going to do. I'm going to tell you, as I stand on God's word, if you continue, continually, habitually, intentionally, and willful sin in the sight of God, judgment will fall on you. So the lesson of the day is don't mock God. Don't mock God. All the people out there in society with all these horns and all this mess going on and erecting uh, ungodly statues for people and all this kind of stuff, woe is you. And I'm not going to get in. I was going to get in a little bit about what they're teaching your kids at the public school system, but I won't get into that because I ain't got enough time. But you better, you better... You better get your nose back in that business before this thing goes off the rails. 
I can tell you what, if my mom was still around, she wouldn't put up with it. My, my, mom, didn't, my mom didn't even play. You know, you, 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 you told my kid what? Amen. I told you, my mom was, a, my mom was the one who wore the, the curlers in her hair and had the scarf with the pink bobby pins, and she's coming. Amen. Look at your neighbor and say, she's that gal. Those moms are still out there. They just need to raise their voice in honor of their children to keep them safe. Um, so, verse 27. Let's read that together. One, two, three, go. But a fearful... Oh, what else do we got to read? Fiery judgment? Bertley? I'm out. I'm not going to sin against God. Fiery judgment? I'm cured. I don't want to be part of this deal. When God comes to lay the smack down, game, set, and match, it's over. You better make sure uh, that not only are you in the non-smoking section. That was good, Myra. I don't know how I pulled that out. I'll see you next week, guys. You're going, man, he ought to drop the mic on that one. So here's the deal. Uh, but a, a fearful expectation of judgment and fear, uh, fury of fire that will consume the adversary. Anyone who set aside the law of Moses dies without the mercy of the evidence of two or three witnesses. How much worse punishment do you think will be deserved by the one who has trampled underfoot the Son of God and has profaned the blood of the covenant which he has sanctified and has outraged the spirit of grace. You know, I looked up the I looked up the word profane. It says profane the blood of the covenant. That means to pollute it. That means and, and I think if the if the woke society was really so concerned about our generation, they wouldn't speaking about pollution and air pollution and this pollution, they wouldn't want to pollute the word of God by their active by their actions. I'm just saying. Verse 34, we know him who said, Vengeance is mine, I will repay, and again the Lord will judge his people. It is a fearful thing to fall into the hands of the living God. Now let that marinate for just a second. Um, turn your Bible to nine uh, Hebrews nine fifteen, and uh, while you're there, I want I want to tell you a story about uh, in, in in Luke chapter seven. Does anybody remember the story of Jesus being there uh, at, at Simon's house, and uh, he's there for dinner, and uh, and the immoral woman comes in and is at his feet and is crying. And um, she wipes his uh, feet with her hair and uses all this oil on his feet. And everybody else is just kind of standing around. 
Now, uh, if you would, Jackie, drop these lights down. I want to I set this message up for you. She comes into this dinner, and everybody's kind of standing around. Jesus is there, and she's an immoral woman. Everybody starts talking about the immoral woman. If they whisper it, they carry, they don't say it out loud. They're just kind of whispering, go, what the heck? They let this gal in here? But notice her. She was the only one at the feet of Jesus. Woo, hold on. And you say, well, what's so significant about that? What I think is so significant about that is she really realized the depths of hell that Jesus released her out of. So as we worship the Lord today, let me give you this last verse, and I'll ask you to stand. And uh, if Krista's playing the piano, I want to give her time to come up here. But listen, I want you to, I want you to hear this part of the message, and it, and it talks about the, the mediator and the covenant and all this stuff and your inheritance uh, with the Lord. Um, and, and hopefully this will, this will help you with your uh, walk today. And I pray that you'll share this. It says, therefore, he is the mediator. And then right after this, we got, we got a wonderful two-minute testimony. It says, therefore, he is the mediator of a new covenant. And a mediator is somebody that's a go-between. He's, he's a go-between. He's uh, uh, like right now, how do I just, I'd say he was like, he's like the lawyer. Has anybody have, ever had to lawyer up in the church, you know, whether it was a traffic ticket or you had a, a deal going on? I'm the only one raising a hand. The rest of you guys are lying. <laughs> oh, I, I knew I'd get him at this church with the lawyer. The lawyer's the one that goes in. I told you this before. I, I just tell you again. I was kind of smart in my day. I was like, you ever notice that like the, 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 the more evil you get, the smarter you think you are. Did I tell you about the time when I walked in a courtroom one time and a judge was there? She looked at me. She goes, what? Who the heck are you? She could see by the, my posture that I wasn't able to represent myself well. She goes, who the heck are you? And I kind of gave her my resume. And she's like, she told me, she said, here's what she said, Terry. She said, get out of my courtroom. That's what she told me. She said, get out of my courtroom. Don't approach the bench again. She know there, she could, she could watch this. She could look at me and just go, there's no way you're able to represent yourself. She was actually doing me a favor because I wasn't smart enough to represent myself. But deep down inside, y'all think you're smart enough to represent yourself before a holy God. But right now, I want you to know, Lisa, that on earth, Jesus Christ is your lawyer. He's speaking on your behalf for all the wrong that you've done. If you're born again. If you ain't born again, it don't matter. And then he goes and he lobbies to God and protects you with this thing that we call grace. So he doesn't rain his judgment on you. You deserve it, but you don't get it because you're covered under the blood of Jesus. That means you've lawyered up. Say that with me. You've lawyered up. Jesus is your lawyer. He's your lawyer, he's your advocate. So when you sin, like the devil, Jesus goes, God, Father, that one's on me. How many of you, how many of you guys have paid a fine in court over traffic or whatever? 
What he does is he goes in the courtroom. He asks the judge, he says, how much is it? And he says, it's a million dollars. Jesus goes, bam, 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 paid, paid in full. Rankin, you can walk out, or Gloria, you can walk out, or Lisa, or Dave, just go ahead and walk, you walk out of there, and you're scot-free. Do this with me, do like a little fist pump. Oh, yeah. You've walked out of that courtroom before, haven't you? But we always forget about who paid the price. It's Jesus Christ. And now we're going, woo, we love this is a way to worship. There's only one problem with that, Bill Jeffries. He's only your lawyer on this side of eternity. On the other side of eternity, he slides into the judge's bench. It's too late. If you haven't received Christ on this side of eternity, he slides over into the judge's bench and he looks at his book. He said, why should I let you into my heaven? I don't see your name. And then Yulupke would go down the list. He goes, well, I've been in church and I, I've taught Bible study and my, and my mom was holy and so was my dad and I knew the preacher and I fixed all kinds of dinners. He said, so what? Away from me, you evildoer. I never knew you. Watch this, class. You've got to get your name in the book. And once your name's in the book, it can't be erased by all the demons in hell. Nine fifteen says, therefore, he is the mediator of a new covenant so that those who are called may receive the promise eternal inheritance since a death has occurred that redeems them from the transgressions committed under the first covenant. There's two words we're going to talk about here now is redeemed uh, in transgression. Transgression is a violation of God's law. If you violated anything in this book, you're guilty. When you go before a holy God, you'll be as guilty as, as you possibly could be, Moss. To be redeemed means to be bought back. You go, well, what do you mean bought back? Was your mom a coupon clipper? I want, I want to date you a little bit. Eagle stamps. You could cash in the book and get a bunch of stuff you don't need. Do you remember going in there and redeem? You would go with your mom and redeem, get the book and you could redeem it for some stuff. We got to this day, I got stuff hanging in the barn at the farm. It's like a map of something. I don't know what the heck it is. I'm like, what the heck is that? My mom got that because she redeemed her Eagle Stamps book. Or if you're in a carpenter's union like I was, you take your, you take your uh, stamp book and you cash it in and they give you cash back. I don't think they do that anymore, but. Jesus is redeeming your life so you can get back in the garden that mankind was kicked out of by their sin. 
You can't get in a you can't get in a holy garden or a place called paradise being the sinner that you are because if you got in there you'd contaminate it and it wouldn't be heaven anymore. Tell your neighbor to look out for a minute. <laughs> it's like being at the perfect church. As soon as these guys show up it ain't perfect anymore. So you go, well what sanctifies that? The blood of Jesus. So I'm going to tell you how to get it now because it's the best thing you'll ever do, Whaley. At best. Promise you. And maybe it ain't for you, Troy. Maybe it's for your kids and your grandkids. Maybe you need to take this message to your grandkids. When you leave church, you need to get on the phone and go, I just heard a message. And I want you to know, child or grandchild, that I love you so much I can't leave you in the condition you're in right now. You got to get saved. Woo! Would you send your, your kids out, out the door and go, hey, you're getting ready to head out into a fiery furnace. Man, I would never let my kid go outside the house if I thought they were going to end up in hell. I wouldn't, don't let your kids go out of the house. Don't let them leave the church today. Unless they're saved. You say, well, I just can't get them to come to church. Then pray for them that they'll go to another church. We want the kids saved. We want them born again. We want them sanctified. We want the blood of Jesus to cleanse them from all unrighteousness. Let's pray for them. And I know there's a lot of saints. That, that means you're born again. It doesn't mean that you got a day set aside for you or any of that kind of thing. It just means you're born again. I want you to pray with me right now, Chuck, for that person that's an unbeliever today. You know, there's probably some that walked in the building, I bet. I bet there's somebody in here that ain't born again, Mark. And we'd want them to be saved the same way we wanted our buddy Tim Brennan to be saved. I, I, we, we, and if you say, hey, Pastor, I ain't never been saved and, and I don't know how to get saved. I'll tell you how to get saved. You just admit you're a sinner. Raise your hand. I'm a sinner. I know I've done wrong. I want Jesus to come into my heart. Ask him. Just say, Jesus, challenge Jesus. Say, if Bob, if there's anything you can do with this structure here, do it. And then at that moment, BC, he'll come down and he'll save your soul. He'll take that old stony heart out and replace it with a heart that beats just like his does. Amen. Receive Jesus today. All right. Now watch the altar fill up on this one. For all the moms and dads, grandmas and grandpas that have children that ain't saved, I want you to meet me down here. Or maybe, maybe they are saved. Maybe they're the prodigal. Maybe they've been out there. Who knows? I don't know what's going on with kids these days. What do you think kids are watching on their phones 24 hours out of the day? And you send them out there, hey, don't text and drive. Here, I tell you not to get on sites that ain't glorifying the Lord. What does it profit a man to gain the whole world yet fall for his very soul? 
Let's pray for your kids. Let's pray for your grandchildren today. Amen. Or maybe those, whoever it is. Lord, I just pray for. I want to pray for the moms and dads that are represented here. And then I want to pray for the grandmas and grandpas that are represented here. I want to pray for their children. And I want to pray for their grandchildren. Lord, we ain't going to let them escape this prayer today. We're going to pray, Lord God, that you're going to crack it on them. You're going to draw them out of the darkness and draw them close to you. You're going to to grab them by their lapels and shake them a little. You're going to wake them up today through the power of the Holy Ghost. So, Father, I stand with these brothers and sisters here today for their families, their spouses, their children, and their children's children. That you draw them back into the fold where there's protection and peace. And we give you the glory for that happening today. In Jesus' name.